kids-first coming attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie or digital media, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll take you behind the scenes, interview celebrities, and review new movies, TV shows, and digital releases. Now, here are your hosts from Kids First Coming Attractions. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Tina Sermons from Delaware. Today, we will be talking with producer, director, and story artist, Mark Simon, Luca Lujan from Nickelodeon's Danger Force, Sarah Hoffmeister from The Secret, Dare to Dream, and we will be reviewing Wizard's Tales of Arcadia and the Magic School Bus Rides Again, Blast Off. First, we will be listening to Zoe's interview with Mark Simon. Hey everyone, I'm Zoe Canella reporting for Kids First, and today I'm here with Mark Simon, AKA the Godfather, of storyboarding. Mark is um, known for his work and he's been on Stranger Things and so many other things. He's a producer, a director, and a storyboard artist. Hi Mark, how are you? How you doing Zoe? Glad to be here. I'm fine, thank you for asking. Um, when or how did you discover that you love to draw and when did you start working professionally? I've always loved to draw. I don't remember really ever wanting to do anything else. I was never the kid that wanted to be a policeman or a fireman or an astronaut. I, I was always going to be an artist. Uh, all my test papers had cartoons on them. Uh, my handwriting is absolutely terrible. No one could read it, <laughs> but you could always understand my cartoons. I mean, it was, I, it literally was my life and it always has been. It's never stopped. Um, and, and my first professional job as a designer, I was 12. Uh, I was a competitive skateboarder when I was living in Houston. And I designed my own line of skateboards. And I also built my own line of skateboards. And I got Schwinn to distribute them for me. Uh, that is so cool. Yeah. And then uh, as an artist, see, I started, then I started doing design work and construction with my dad. My, my father owned a, a big custom home building company. And when I was 14, I started running his crews. Um, I would actually, they gave me a car when I was 14, and I would drive out to the job sites, get them started, and I would drive to middle school. Uh, I was the only kid, obviously, driving to middle school because it wasn't legal, uh, but I did it. Um, and I did that all the way up until I left for college. But then I started designing all of his marketing and doing architectural renderings for his homes, and, and we, then we started building commercial property as well. Uh, so then I started picking up other, uh, like one of my girlfriends, her father was a commercial builder. So I was doing uh, architectural illustration for him. And then I started working at a, uh, outside of working with dad, I started working at a, an advertising agency. Uh, but I felt they were moving too slowly. So I watched what they did and thought, well, I can do that. So I opened up my own marketing and advertising firm when I was I don't know, 16 or 17. And, um, and I actually paid my way through college doing that. Uh, I was also the, uh, in college, I was also the school cartoonist. I also published a magazine to four different universities in college. And that's when I thought, you know, when I graduated, I thought, well, Hollywood sounds cool. So I just moved. I didn't know anyone. I'd never been there. I just sold everything, moved to LA. Uh, I started as an art director um, because I built so many things and designed so many things. I just started as an art director on my first movie. And, um, but I wasn't drawing as much. I was designing and I was building, but I wasn't drawing. 
So I transitioned into storyboarding while I was still in LA. And then I continued transitioning when I moved to Orlando because I helped open up Nickelodeon with my wife. And, uh, and then when Steven Spielberg came into town with an old TV series long before you were born called Sequest, I left Nickelodeon and I became a full-time story artist working with Steven Spielberg. Wow, that's incredible. And the fact that you started working at 12, I'm not even 12 yet, I'm turning 12 in August. Well, it is August, but soon. Um, that's awesome that you got to do so much. And I still can't believe that you could drive at 14. <laughs> well, I, like I said, it was, I didn't get my license until I was 15. But because dad needed me to work the job sites, he just gave me a car and said, don't, don't break any rules, you won't be pulled over. So, wow. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think makes a good storyboard artist? Do you think drawing skills, storytelling, or both? Well, you've already hit one of the main things most people don't get, so you know, hats <laughs> off to you. Uh, the reason we're called story artists is because we're telling a story. Uh, if you don't understand how to visually tell a story, you can't be a storyboard artist. Um, if you're slow at drawing, you can't be a storyboard artist. So it's a, it's a number of things. Uh, it's a position where we have to be able to sketch anything really quickly because I'm often, uh, my low day is about 30 drawings in a day, but I'm often drawing over 100. Um, and that's including meeting times and everything else. Uh, but I have to understand the script. I have to understand special effects because I'm usually drawing effects, special effects and stunts, so the director's vision can be given to the crew, but the crew then has to be able to translate what I've drawn so they all know what they need to do. Uh, so I have to understand every aspect of special effects, how they're broken down, how stunts are done. I need to understand camera angles. I need to understand different lenses on a camera. You know, if there's a difference between a wide-angle lens and what it looks like when someone's up close versus a long lens, you know, what that does on the relationships between the people, all of that makes a difference on what we're telling you as the viewer. So I, I study all that and I study editing, directing, all of that. So it's, there, there's a lot to the position I'm in. Yeah, you pretty much answered my next question. I was going <laughs> to ask you, um, do you need a lot of knowledge um, and film narrative to create all these storyboards? Yeah, you, you do. Not all story artists think and work the same way I do. Uh, but I think it's to their detriment when they don't. Um, I, I even take it a step further because as a story artist, my main goal is to illustrate the director's vision. So for instance, if you read Harry Potter and one of your friends reads Harry Potter, you're seeing different images in your head. But the only image that matters in a script is the director's vision. So I have to get into the director's head and I've got a whole lot of tricks, including using you know, these action figures, you know, any, anything I can so that we're all working towards just the director's vision. But I will also go and watch other movies or TV shows that directors have done because they all have their own style. So I'll study the style of every director before I work with them. So it's a shortcut of my then knowing, okay, they like close-ups this way or they move the camera or they like to center things. Whatever it is, I try to figure out before I start working with them. Wow, that's so cool that you have all these different techniques. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking with producer, director, and story artist Mark Simon, Luca Luhan from Nickelodeon's Danger Force, Sarah Hoffmeister from The Secret Dare to Dream, 
and we will be reviewing Wizards Tales of Arcadia and the Magic School Bus Red Game Blast Off. Right now, we are continuing listening to Zoe's interview with Mark Simon. Stranger Things is definitely one of my favorite shows. Mine too. Of all times. <laughs> I actually interviewed Carrie Elwes um, a while back, and it was so special, and this is also very special because, as I said, love Stranger Things so much. Um, have you ever met, like, the cast members, and how is the process of doing the storyboard for Stranger Things? I've not met the cast on that show because we, uh, right after I started working on Stranger Things, we all went into, uh, well, everything stopped. All production stopped. So I'm on hiatus on that show right now. Um, so I'm just waiting for, uh, for it to start back up. So I've only worked with the, um, the producers, directors, and director of photography. I've not met the cast yet. Um, but the, the process is pretty much the same on, on all TV shows where they'll send me the script. I'll read through it a couple times so I understand it. Of course, it's, I watch the show. I'm a big fan. So I know who the characters are and, and, and how the show works. And uh, then I ask for a lot of reference information. So if I don't know the cast, I ask for headshots uh, or you know, photos of the cast and, and what they're wearing. I uh, go out and look at locations or they send me location photos or if they're building sets, they send me photos or blueprints of how it's going to be built. Uh, I ask for pictures of any special props, like if there's special cars or planes. Like, for instance, there's a plane in this one episode that I'm storyboarding. Well, there's a big difference between a small plane and a big plane and is it nice on the inside or what's in it, all those types of things. So they, uh, they sent me a couple pictures, but then I actually went with the director and we went out to the plane and got in it and we actually acted out all the action and I took reference photos myself of all the different shots that he and I were, were planning on. So that helped a lot. Um, and then it comes down to just asking a tremendous number of questions when I'm working with directors. And now because of COVID, we're not able to work face-to-face. -face. So for instance, I just started uh, working on another HBO series called The Flight Attendant. It hasn't come out yet. It's a show that's going to be on HBO Max with Kelly Kuko. It, um, and Kelly, she was the star of Big Bang Theory, if you've ever seen that. So uh, on that, I work just the way you and I are talking right now. We're on Zoom or Google Hangouts or whatever, but I will actually share my screen. And I can do it uh, here at some point if you'd like to see how it works. I just share my screen and I draw here. And the director and the director of photography and the producers can see what I'm drawing just as if we're sitting next to each other. It's, it's a fantastic way to work. And it keeps everyone safe. Technology has really changed over the years. I'm sure it's a lot easier for you now because now you can just do everything digitally. Mm -hmm. um, so with everything that has changed, it basically seems so easy for you to do stuff. But is there anything else that could change that could make your job even easier than it already is? I actually work with the software company that makes the best storyboard software. It's a company called Toon Boom, and it, the software is Storyboard Pro. So I kind of feel like I'm working in the future right now, uh, and the software works the way I want it to because I've been working with them for 10 years on making the software work the way I, I've suggested that it should work. Uh, and then like this, we're, we're using Zoom or if we're using Google Hangouts, the ability to do video streaming in real time and then share the screens is something that just a few years ago we couldn't do. When we were at Nickelodeon, 
we had video conferencing, but it cost $10,000 a month to have a line that would, that would do it. Now it's free. So that's a big change. So I, I, because I've been doing this so long, you know, I was doing this since before people had fax machines. You know, now we're doing these virtual reality video conference calls. I am in the future. So what we're doing right now, I think is absolutely fantastic and it's made everything easier. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. Thank you so much for talking with me. I had such an amazing time and it's great to see how you do your job and I'm very invested in how you do everything. Well, that's great. You're amazing. This was fun. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. Let's take a break. I'm Tia Sermons from Delaware and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Gigantosaurus, the biggest, fiercest dinosaur of all. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Tia Sermons from Delaware, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking with Mark Simon. Next up, we will be talking with Ishan about Wizards Tales of Arcadia. So this is actually your first time doing the radio show. So how are you feeling? Feeling good, feeling excited, looking forward to hearing this back after the podcast gets synthesized. Yes, same here. That's always some just a wonder getting to hear your voice again. So we're here to talk with you about Wizards Tales of Arcadia. So just for starters, can you tell us a little bit about it? So Wizards Tales of Arcadia, it's a show which is based off of a Guillermo del Toro concept. So he's a pretty famous Mexican filmmaker. And wow. if you're a fan of animation, if you're a fan of fantasy, if you're basically a fan of anything that has to do with fun. You will <laughs> love this show. It's a DreamWorks animation production, and I really, really enjoyed uh, the entire series. It's 10 episodes total. Yeah, that it seems like a really cool show from what I have seen. And it's also part of science fiction. Has that been something that you've ever been interested in? 
Oh yeah, I love sci-fi. Uh, I mean, I'm a big sci-fi reader, a big sci-fi watcher. Actually, in recent times, I feel like I've been watching more sci-fi just because it seems like it's coming closer to what reality actually is right now. Right. <laughs> With the virus and everything. So yeah. uh, I think sci-fi has been definitely easier to relate to, and it's just tons of fun yeah. to watch. Yeah, it's, it is a very interesting topic with a lot of different things you can do with it. Yes, definitely. So this movie has, a, or this series has a bunch of different things with magic and just a lot of science and a bunch of technology too. But what would you say is the most like magical moment? Ooh, there's so many, uh, you know, great moments. I really, personally, I love the scene when the main character, Duxi, he, uh, oh, this might be too much of a spoiler, but let me try to make it not spoilery. So uh, the yeah. main character, Duxi, who's played by Colin Donahue, he's an amazing, amazing actor. He, uh, after, his in, after his adventures, meets back up with Merlin, and they have this really beautiful, touching moment within uh, Camelot, and it is absolutely magical, and it's a great way to wrap up the show. Oh, that just, that sounds so heartwarming. So you guys have to watch it yourselves to find out what that thing is. But so what did you think of the animation? Ooh, the animation. I mean, the team that put together Wizards is Emmy award winning and the Emmy was deserved. Definitely. Yeah. They uh, have done an amazing, amazing job at putting together the animation. It's so detailed. I mean, I think I mentioned in my review, the even fingernails and like teeth. Mm-hmm are like cleanly outlined and it i mean the people or the characters who aren't monsters look super actually lifelike wow yeah that sounds really cool i'm not the person who like really loves sci-fi but this is definitely something that would make me want to that i would definitely want to watch and I mean, it's evident, it's up a lot of people's alley because it actually it hit i think number seven uh worldwide on Netflix. It was number three in Brazil, number seven in the U.S., sorry. So, I mean, it's evident that there's a massive audience that's loved it. So, yeah, you should definitely go check it out. Yeah, it sounds really amazing. So, something that I noticed while I actually got a chance to check out some of the show, and it almost looks like it's in a, a video game format. Did you notice that while watching it? Ooh, no, I actually didn't, but that's a very interesting uh, observation. I think... The whole fantasy aura that surrounds the show really, you know, makes it seem like it's something you could play. I think it has like that Zelda-y like vibe yeah. to it. <laughs> so it feels like you just jump into the show and, you know, go, go along with the characters and all their explorations and all their adventures. Yeah. So at any point when you were watching it, did it ever feel like you were actually like inside the movie, maybe part of the adventures? Ooh, a lot of the CGI. Like, I remember there are several scenes where they actually, they're on Camelot, especially during some fight scenes. They're on, like, the magical ship, or they're in the magical castle of Camelot, and they're fighting off the Arcane Order. And those scenes are so immersive and so incredibly detail-oriented. A lot of the fight scenes, uh, a lot of the battles, they have such great CGI, such great animation, great graphics, again, by that amazing Emmy Award-winning team, that, you know, I felt like I was right there with Hizardu, with Merlin, with Morgana, in the heat of the battle, and I was fighting beside them. It was truly magical. Yeah. So who would you say is your favorite character overall? Ooh, so I really loved the depth that the creators of Wizards gave the main character, Hizardu, because 
Also, probably because I've gotten a chance to speak with Colin O'Donohue and I've got more insight into the character. But I feel like I really, really loved his the growth that I guess he he underwent through the entire show. He went from being, I guess, like the the bumbling apprentice to being the master wizard in the course of ten episodes. Yeah, yeah, that is definitely a very cool part. So, what episode would you say is the best, like out of everything? Oh man, there are so many. I don't even think I could choose. But I, again, every episode feels like it could be, you know, the grand crescendo to the finale, the grand, you know, the the grand ending, the grand opening. I actually personally love the way uh, episode ten ended, just because it makes you want more. And I know, I know that's not much of a spoiler, but uh, like all great books, it makes you want more. Like all great movies, it makes you want more. It makes you want to watch more. And as a person who loves the Troll Hunters franchise, you know, it's amazing to actually have that pull. You know, the audience pull. Right. Yeah, I can totally agree with you. What would you say is the message of the film? Ooh, there are like tons of sweet messages, uh, messages of acceptance, perseverance, camaraderie, you know, believing in yourself. And I guess also not being afraid to develop emotionally, like step outside of your comfort zone, develop emotionally, mentally, and in all other ways, physically. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we will be talking with producer, director, and story artist, Mark Simon, Luca Luhan from Nickelodeon's Danger Force, Sarah Hoffmeister from Secret, Dare to Dream, and we will be reviewing Wizards Tales of Arcadia in the Magic School Bus Rides again, Blast Off. Right now, we're continuing talking with Ishan about Wizards Tales of Arcadia. Hello. Hi. So, how are you feeling? Good, good. Excited to jump right back in. Yes, same here. What would you say is the moral of the story? Ooh, the moral. So there's so many great morals. There's morals of acceptance, morals of empathy. But I think the biggest one is the moral of courage. We all should have the courage to step out of our comfort zone or step out of our, I guess, realm of what we think is possible. We need to defy what we think is possible to do our best and really improve as people. Yeah, I think that is a very great message that I think a lot of people really can take away from. Definitely. Yes. So this series seems like something that you just really love, but is there anything that you don't like about it? Ooh, I don't actually know. Uh, Ooh, that's really difficult. I don't think so. I actually... I mean, I rate it a four, four and a half out of five. So <laughs> a four out of five. So really the only thing is there's certain parts that like slightly dragged, but nothing else really stood out to me as really negative. It was really just a really fun watch. Yeah, I can believe you on that. Do you think that since this was such a great series that there could possibly be like way more series to come? Actually, yes, I do, because uh, episode 10 ends on a cliffhanger. I am hoping and praying that they do come out with uh, a follow-up to this. I do know that in 2021, there will be a full-length Netflix original film 
that will be released under the Troll Hunters and Wizards marquee. So hopefully that has some answers for us. What went unanswered in uh, episode 10 will hopefully be answered in that movie. So I guess we'll have to wait until 2021 for that. Yes, definitely. I cannot wait for the next part to come out. So you did say that you gave it a four out of five stars, which it means that you really, really did love it. But so what yes. age recommendation <laughs> would you give it? Ooh, I would recommend Wizards to kids age 10 to 15. Well, thank you so much, Ishan. This was really great. Uh, you seemed like you really, really did love this film. Well, thank you for I'm having me. Yes. I hope that you guys get a chance to see this too. I'm definitely going to watch all of the episodes, and I hope that they come out with more. Definitely. Well, thank you so much again, and let's take a break. I'm Tian Sermons from Delaware, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Gigantosaurus, the biggest, fiercest dinosaur of all. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. For teens, by teens, and about teens, tune into the uncensored and unedited discussions with young adults on Express Yourself every Sunday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Smart, tenacious teen hosts and reporters from around the country speak up and speak out. Express Yourself. Visit the website for the show to find out more at expressyourselfteenradio.com and check out the show on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Sunday. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh. Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Tina Sermons from Delaware, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking with producer, director, story artist, Mark Simon, Sarah Hoffmeister from Secret, Dare to Dream, Luca Lujan from Nickelodeon's Danger Force, and we will be reviewing Wizard's Tales of Arcadia and the Magic School Bus Rides Again, Blast Off. Next up, we will be listening to Zoe's interview with Sarah Hoffmeister, an actress in The Secret Dare to Dream. Hey everyone, I'm Zoe Canella reporting for Kids First. Today I'm here with Sarah Meister, and I'm so excited. Hi Sarah, how are you? Hi, I'm doing well. Good to hear. Um, the Secret's very uplifting 
And it shows how positive thinking can lead to success and it emphasizes that the greatest joy can come from love and family. So what is your opinion about the true meaning of, um, of wealth? Well, I think that the more you think about things, the more you're going to strive to get them and the more you're going to try to achieve your goals and you're going to ultimately have it in your life. Um, and I think that's really what the secret is talking about the law of attraction of the more you think about things. So if you want money in your life, for example, so if you really want money and you're thinking about money all the time and wealth, then you're going to make yourself work harder and try to achieve more to gain that wealth that you desire and that you want. Yeah, definitely. Um, and Missy is turning 16 in this film. And so how do you, how can you relate to your care? Well, I think a lot of young people especially deal with um, feeling insecure or comparing themselves to others. And that's something that Missy goes through um, in the beginning of the movie. And she really struggles with comparing herself to others and comparing other people's situations to hers. And I feel like that's also something that um, I have struggled with in the past is comparing myself to other girls or other actresses and um, it's just a not a healthy thing to do and I think that a lot of people and me as well can learn from Missy um, and that you have to be confident in yourself and not compare yourself to other people because when you do it just makes your life just not enjoyable and so when you become confident in yourself your life is just so much more enjoyable and you're just a much happier person. Definitely. I think that's the thing that teens usually struggle with a lot more. Um, but that's a wonderful answer. And I love that scene when you're talking to your mom and she's eating the Ben and Jerry's ice cream. So funny. My mom's favorite ice cream is actually Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> um, yeah. And she's also talking about Bray. And so do you think people can really bring us joy and some people can actually just change our lives? I do. I definitely do believe that. Um, we are on this earth with a bunch of other humans and the point is to uplift each other and build each other up. Um, and I think that that's what Bray does to our whole family. He comes in and he not only helps us physically with our car and our house, but he also helps us spiritually and emotionally um, just become a lot more positive and just we have a better outlook on life because of him. And I think it's definitely true that people are put in your life for a reason, um, whether that's to help you physically like he does with our house and the car, um, but also just to build us up emotionally and spiritually as well. Definitely. I think Bray is so wise, full, and everything he said was like so true. Mm -hmm. um, how was it working with Katie Holmes, Jerry O'Connell, and Lucas? That sounds so cool. It was amazing. Um, all of them were just such kind-hearted and genuine people that was very refreshing on set to be with such big-name actors and such accomplished and incredible actors, but also that they were just so kind and genuine. Um, it was just very um, heartwarming to see that, I mean, Jerry would, every day on set, he would go up to every single person, cast and crew, and just say hi to everybody. And I really think that um, us being so open with each other and everybody being so genuine and real just made life on set so much more enjoyable. And it made the movie just, I feel like, come to life a lot more. Definitely. Um, that's so sweet. And I love that as well. Um, it's good to have a good relationship with your fellow. Yes. Yeah, when you're working with them for a month and a half, you got to 
Yeah. <laughs> Be friendly towards one, one another. Definitely. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we will be talking with producer, director, and story artist Mark Simon, Luca Lujan from Nickelodeon's Danger Force, Sarah Hoffmeister from The Secret Dare to Dream, and we will be reviewing Wizards Tales of Arcadia and the Magic School Bus Rides Again, Blast Off. Right now, we are continuing listening to Zoe's interview with Sarah Hoffmeister, an actress from The Secret Dare to Dream. You've been in some TV shows and a lot of short films, so did you think that really helped you on your first major movie? Congratulations, by the way. The movie turned out fantastic. I loved it. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've been doing this professional acting since I started when I was around eight or nine. So definitely having that experience doing those short films and just even like little parts in TV shows or guest stars, things like that. It's just building up experience of being on set and how that works with you know the director and all of the different people that work on set all of the crew that most people don't know about um and what each person does and it's just very helpful to know being on set so that experience definitely helped me a lot yes that's great um and also if you've been donating to charities and doing a lot of volunteer work so if you weren't an actress or if this wasn't your passion what do you think you would do as another um, another job or something else? Um, well, I've had a lot of different things that I've always wanted to do with my life. I can never really choose. But um, if I were to choose one thing, it would probably be veterinary work. So not only just being a vet um, for pets and things like that, but I would want to do rehabilitation veterinary work. So going out into the wild, either the ocean or wherever, um, animals that are hurt, rehabilitating them and putting them back out in the wild um, so that they can thrive and keep the um, endangered species alive and keeping them going. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think that's so sweet and special that you do that. I love nature as well. So it's, yeah. um, and also it's good to be outdoors. I know I'm always stuck at home because <laughs> pandemic, obviously. Yeah. So I guess you kind of answered a question that I was going to ask you. Whenever you're not working, what do you like to do? Well, I've actually always grown up at the beach. Um, so whenever I'm not working, I love to surf. Um, I've been doing that since I was about four. Um, my whole family, my dad's family surfs. So we go on surf trips a lot together or we drive down south to go surf. Um, so that's been something that I've always done with my dad and my friends um, a lot during my free time or even just swimming in the ocean or the pool. Just the water is very refreshing and therapeutic for me. So I'm always in the water or the beach. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I live in Florida, so you would think that I would go to the beach a lot, but I live kind of far away, not too far, but like it's rare that I ever go. So it's so much, I think it's amazing that you can go to the beach whenever you felt like it. Um, what book would you, if you are a reader, what book would you like to see on the big screen? Hmm, that's a good question. Let me think. There's so many good ones. <laughs> There's so many good ones. I'm trying to think. There was this book that my history teacher actually, I had the same history teacher for three years. He's one of my biggest mentors. Um, he recommended a book to me. It's pretty short. Um, it's called What's the Matter with Kansas? It's more of a, um, like, not political, but it's more of a history book, kind of. But I feel like that would be really cool to see on screen or even just, like, made 
more public. Yeah, that's, um, I'll definitely read it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. thank you so much for talking with me, Sarah. I had such a fun time. Make sure to check out The Seeker on all digital platforms. Bye, everyone. Bye, thank you. Thank you. Let's take a break. I'm Sian Sermons from Delaware, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Gigantosaurus, the biggest, fiercest dinosaur of all. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. On the Right Road with host Paula Phillips has arrived at Voice America. With remarkable heart and realness, this popular program brings inspiration, ideas, opportunities, and help to teachers and parents around the globe who work daily to guide kids on the right road in school and in life. Join the Right Road family of kindness, uplifting, and support. Tune in to On the Right Road, live every first and third Sunday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Tina Sermons from Delaware, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking with producer, director, and story artist Mark Simon, Luca Luheim from Nickelodeon Stanger Force, Sarah Hoffmeister from The Secret, Dare to Dream, and we'll be reviewing Wizard's Tales of Arcadia and The Magic School Bus Rides Again Blast Off. Next up, we will be talking with Luca Luhan from The Danger Force. Hey everyone, I'm Zoe Canella reporting for Kids First. Here I'm with Luca Luhan from Danger Forest. Hi Luca, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm good. Um, I actually grew up watching Henry Danger because Danger Force is a spin-off from the show. It's been running for five years. It's kind of crazy. So before you booked to this role, did you actually watch Henry Danger as well? I did. I did when I was younger, like six or seven. Uh, that was around like the first couple of seasons. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. Fun fact, I actually auditioned for Chapa. Um, and so was it hard for you to book the role? Uh, it really was. There were like six or seven auditions, I believe. And it took about like six or seven weeks. But finally, uh, we found out a couple months later. Wow. Well, congratulations. Thank um, you. 
And how is a day on set? And is this also a multi-camera show? Or uh, yeah, we do film. We film on a stage uh, uh, in LA, and uh, a day we we uh, we rehearse Mondays and Tuesdays, and then we film Thursdays. Well, sorry, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. And uh, it's just it's a lot of fun in between takes. Uh, we do lots of school, and there's a, like a green room and tons of other stuff. Yeah, it sounds so much like a blast. Um, can you like tell us what a day is like on set? Um, well, we usually get there in the morning, and we'll do like a table read. So we all sit down and we run through the script and see what's funny and maybe if we need to change some things. And then uh, we'll start rehearsing. And then when we come back after Monday and Tuesday of rehearsing, then we film Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, like from eight o'clock in the morning till like five or six at night. And it is just a blast throughout the entire day. It's awesome to hear. There's also a lot of physicality. And I know I think someone accidentally punched you in the face and stuff. So how is it working on all the physical stuff? And it's so exciting. I think this is nominated for outstanding stunt coordination. Um, so how is it with all those scenes? Uh, it is so cool. Uh, they usually have like, like once an episode, really cool, like fight scene. And uh, the stunt team, they get there like super early and they're like practicing it all day long. And how it turns out, it's like really, really good. I, I love seeing the final product. Yeah, I saw the show and I loved how everything's turning out. And how would you describe Bose's journey when he's learning how to use his superpowers? Um, well, Bose isn't the smartest character, so it, it's kind of a challenge for him at times. But I think that uh, he's just kind of going with the flow, you know? Uh, he's very just excited about everything, so he's down to do whatever, you know? He's just kind of going with it. Yeah, and Bo's um, in the show is called The Gorgeous Hair Boy. Do people often compliment you on your hair in, like, real life? Uh, I mean, yeah, my friends have been teasing me about that lately because they've seen the show and are calling me Gorgeous Hair Boy now. But, uh, uh, yeah, I think so in real life as well. <laughs> um, yeah, and how, how important do you think your fans, I guess, are and how – and their feedback, how has it, like, affected you whenever you're filming and stuff? It's such positive feedback. I, I love seeing all the super nice comments and, like, drawings and all the little, like, sketches and things like that that people make. It's just, it really, like, makes our day sometimes, you know, just, like, seeing all these things that people, like, support the show. It's so cool. And that's awesome. Um, what actors really inspire you today? Um... Well, I love The Office. I've seen it like multiple times. So uh, I'm a big fan of John Krasinski and Rain Wilson, those guys. So uh, I think that, you know, their acting is like super hilarious and I really look up to them. Yeah, definitely. Um, how different do you think that will be after this whole pandemic? And is there anything that you miss from your life before quarantine? Yeah, I'm definitely going to miss like hugging people when I get to set, you know, I think that it's going to be different. We're going to all be wearing masks and keeping our distance and, you know, we'll always be, we'll be tested like every day and uh, table reads will be different. There won't be as many people. It's going to, it's going to be different, but I'm still really glad that we're going back hopefully very yeah. soon. Okay. And to wrap up this interview, we're going to play a quick game of would you rather. So okay. yeah. Okay. 
So would you rather flying superpowers or having super speed? Uh, probably flying because I could be in the air but still be fast. <laughs> Fun, yeah. Um, okay, closed nacho ball or the nice nacho ball? Um, if I had to choose, I would say the nice one. But after eating all those cheese balls on set, I would personally say neither. But... <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, homeschooling or actual, like, school? Um, well, with homeschool, I get to act, and that's, you know, kind of like a sacrifice if you really need to make to be on set. So I would say homeschooling, but if I could do both, uh, actual school. Yeah, I love actual school and interacting with my friends. Thank you, Luca, so much for talking with me. Congratulations on the 2020 Emmy for Outstanding Stunt Coordination. And make sure to check out Danger Force Saturday at 8 p.m. on Nickelodeon. Thank you so much. Bye. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we're talking with producer, director, and story artist Mark Simon, Luca Lujan from Nickelodeon's Danger Force, Sarah Hoffmeister from The Secret Dare to Dream, and we'll be reviewing Wizards, Tales of Arcadia, and the Magic School Bus Rides Again, Blast Off. Right now, we're going to be talking with Carly about the Magic School Bus Rides Again, Blast Off. So this is your first time doing the radio show. How are you feeling? Are you excited? Are you nervous? A little bit of both? Um, I'm very excited. I can't wait to hear myself and what I say. Yeah, that's definitely one of the best parts. So... We're talking today about the Magic School Bus Rides Again, Blast Off. So first, I just want to know, have you always been like a fan of the Magic School Bus? Yes, I have. I was really obsessed with the series when I was little, and we would always watch it at school, and I would always like fall in love with it every single time. Yeah, it's a really good show. Some people probably think no, it's just for little kids, but even if they think it's for little kids, they still teach you, teach you really good lessons. Yeah, definitely. So we are talking about a specific uh, Magic School Bus, which is the Magic School Bus Rides Again Blast Off. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Uh, so it's a DVD with four episodes, and they discuss invasive species, satellites, trial and error, uh, the sun, and they have a lot of science facts, and you're going in to see Miss Frizzle, sister, actually, because she is the new teacher, and the kids are back, except there is one new student, but they're still going on their lovable magic field trips. <laughs> what would you say is the best one? Because that's a lot of cool things to get to learn about. The best episode? Yes. Oh, so my favorite episode was Making Magic. Um, there was just a lot of stuff that excited me about that episode. There was a surprise bus inspection, and then the principal overheard them talking about a field trip, and so he wanted to tag along for the ride, and they had to try to keep it a secret that it's not a simulation because that's what he's thinking the whole time. So it was really fun to see how that worked out and how they kept it a secret the whole time. Yeah, that is really cool. But what was, like, the most interesting thing to learn about? Like, what did you learn from it? Oh, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff about, you know, invasive species, a lot of stuff about space, um, 
I really learned so much from it. Um, I can't really find one specific thing, but there was just a lot of stuff about satellites that I learned, uh, trial and error, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. I really do love the Magic School Bus. We, as you mentioned, like you tend to hear it a lot in school. Yes. And a lot of times when you just want to learn about different things, because it really covers everything. And I really love how it has a bunch of different varieties of things you, you can learn from it. Mm-hmm. So let's just talk a little bit about, like, the thing overall is because they always go on different kooky and kind of like crazy adventures and get to experience it in different ways. What do you think about that? Like, do you think maybe it's something kind of kiddish? Maybe it's something that all kids will enjoy? Uh, I think that it keeps the watcher viewer more entertained and that it's actually a very, like, good part of the show that they make it and how the bus, like, transforms into different things. It just makes it more exciting for the viewer to watch and keeps us interested while learning facts and school stuff. Yeah, it it definitely is really cool getting because it really does hook you in, makes you more interested. What's your favorite part overall? Uh, my favorite part is when Arnold chooses to accept uh, Miss Frizzle's sister. I think it was very cute, and it showed that you can learn to accept new things because he was having a hard time trying to get used to Miss Frizzle's sister because he missed Miss Frizzle. But it was very yeah. It was nice. Yeah, I've gotten to see some of the other episodes, and it's very heartwarming. And for our last question, what age rating would you give it, and how many stars? Uh, I would definitely give it five out of five stars. It definitely wowed me. It was very interesting, kept me entertained the whole time, uh, like I said, while learning. And I would recommend this to ages 7 to 14, I think it would appeal to them the most, but then again, everyone can really enjoy some magic school bus. Well, thank you so much, Carly. This was very interesting, and it was an amazing interview. You did really good, especially because, as I mentioned in the beginning, this is your first time doing one, so you nailed it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, and to learn how you can join our Kids First Film Critic team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel and look for our reviews on Press for Kids, kidsworlds.com, and Kidsville News. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for Voice America and iHeartRadio. Today's show is sponsored by Gigantosaurus, the biggest fiercest dinosaur of all. I'm Tian Sermons from Delaware, reporting for Kids First. Bye! Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, you know more which movies, TV shows, or digital media to look for, or learned about the talent that worked on or off camera on them, and can make informed decisions about what to watch. Be sure to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss an episode, and tune in again next week.